Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. All right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Number 91, right here, right now. There's a couple of ways you can get the show. The Permission Granted Podcast has its own iTunes feed, as we always remind you. It's very big time these days. So go on to iTunes, search Permission Granted Podcast. You will find it. There's also another Permission Granted something. I believe it's some type of very Christian podcast. I believe they recite hymns or there's something going on there and it has nothing to do with us. So if you if you search permission granted and get uh, like an evangelical podcast, uh, that's not this one. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not what we're doing here. It's uh, <laughs> a clean way to put it. Also, I would, I would imagine an evangelical tuning into the permission granted podcast would be very disappointed. No scripture, just discussion about what the best chili is to put on chili cheese nachos. Very disappointing. Uh, also, it's available, as always, on the normal DA show uh, iTunes feed. It's uh, once a week. You'll see it there. PGP number 91 pops up there if you subscribe to that. Also, we always put it in video form for the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the DA show. And we tweet it out as well, DA on CBS. Also, Mraz will tweet it out at CBS, and I assume we are tweeting this out from the CBS Sports Radio Twitter account, and that's where I will bring in Mraz uh, here to join me. Yes, we have been. Very good. Yes, I mean, it only took you like 84 of these to get on me about doing that, but I've been pretty diligent. I usually get about three of them out a week from the CBS Sport. Even I've even got creative enough to tweet them out at different times. Like one good. day I'll do it in the morning, one day I'll do it in the afternoon. That so You don't see it at the same time every day, depending on when you're a, a, a Twitter searcher. All right, very good. Uh, side B is going to come up a little bit later. Morass is going to be joined by Berman and uh, Jolton Joe to discuss his wild and woolly 29th birthday where uh, he got very, very hammered. And that was very evident in the pictures that Kenny Brock tweeted out. Uh, but that's not where I want to start, Morass. Not where right. I want to start. That's, we have plenty to talk about. Not where I want to start. I wanted to start with um, the Believe Land 30 for 30. Okay. You have not seen this yet. I have not seen it. I have it circled on my calendar for this Friday's viewing pleasure. Now, don't you watch an hour of TV every single day? Yes. So what we, was today? T- today I got caught up on some impractical jokers. Oh, man. Here's the problem. I'll tell you right now. I do not have DVR in my apartment. I rely on on demand. Mm-hmm. ESPN, for whatever reason, doesn't put these on demand right away. It takes, you know, I think the, like the most recent one they have up there is still the Four Falls of Buffalo. 
Everybody's on-demand situation's worse. I actually watch it on demand. Oh, okay. Did, yeah, okay. This was on Sunday. So yeah, they haven't. Mine is not available on demand because I've checked. YouTube, however, whether it's legal or illegal, is how I've caught up. I, it's how I watch this magic moment. Uh, the one before that, I believe, was the Duke lacrosse case. So what I usually do is when I get to cooking on my hour of cardio or so, depending on what I'm doing, elliptical, stairmaster, I could throw it on my smartphone. I call it a smartphone. Like everybody's phone isn't smart these days. And I actually watch it as I'm grinding out cardio, and it helps me pass the time. I like you know watching certain things. I've followed a guy who's been posting these 30 for 30s on YouTube. Definitely illegally. Probably illegally. If it's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he he puts like some advertisements on the left, so I think that's how he makes money off him. Oh and it seems like the release date for his thirty for thirty on the Believeland is this Friday. So I think Friday morning will be my morning to to cock it out. Okay, to cock it out, cock it out. Is that a term that you use frequently? Uh it's kind of something we use at the gym when we're lifting weights. We're gonna cock it out. You're gonna cock it out. Yeah, like when you're lifting weights. I've heard other guys say it. I just started saying it. I don't. Is that not good? Should I not be saying that? Well, don't you realize the context in which it sounds? <sighs> yeah, I get. It's well, a weird word to use in that way. Is yeah, it like a he, rooster? I guess. Yeah, like you know, a rooster rises and shines, right? And yells cock a doodle doo. So at the gym, we're rising and shining in the morning because we're there in the morning. We're cock a doodle doing. We're yeah. cocking it out. What other appropriate ways can you use that term? I guess when when you think about other ways people can interpret that word, you're South right. South Carolina Gamecocks, you could say Go Cox. Go Cox. Uh, Bobby Cox, great manager. But other than that, uh, well, I think Cox was some kind of cable company too. Okay, yeah. So there's but, some ways. But using C-O-C-K. Well, how do you know how I spelt it? Well, how else would you spell Maybe it? Maybe I just spelt it C-O-K. Yes, maybe you would. And what would that be a reference to, the C-O-K spelling? Corporate officers caged. Oh. I don't know, man. You're right. Okay, I'll stop using cock it out. C- caged spelled with a K. Yeah, that's further <laughs> slang. I've talked myself into a bit of a hole Any- here. Yes, as as normal. So anyway, so uh, the, the Cleveland 30 for 30 is good. Um, it's not perfect. I thought that it uh, glossed over some other very... Uh, obvious Cleveland uh, collapses and heartaches. It does not go into the 1989 AFC Championship game, which was a third try at Elway and the Broncos, which they lost. Didn't go into the Cleveland Indians blowing a 3-1 series lead in the ALCS against the Red Sox in 2007. Did not go into the 0-2 playoff collapse. Butch Davis's, I think it was Tim Couch or Kelly Holcomb was the quarterback of that Browns team that blew like the three-touchdown lead uh, I think at home to Pittsburgh in the wild card game that year. That wasn't Dennis Anderson's year? Derek Anderson? Derek Anderson's year? I don't know. That was 02. I, I, boy, I would think it was Couch because Couch was drafted in 2000, I believe. That's or maybe pre- not. I have to. It, it's been maybe. so many of these quarterbacks, but I felt like the year that Derek Anderson went to the Pro Bowl and was great, wasn't that the year? I think that was more recent than 02. Yeah? yeah. Well, I guess he's still quarterbacking, right? So that would that would be like 14 years ago. They didn't get into that. Um, so I thought there was some things they, they they missed on. They they also didn't get into that Belichick left and became the greatest quarterback of all time or coach of all time. Uh, didn't really get into the fact that as soon as the Ravens left, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, that that team could have easily been the Browns four years later. So I thought there were some misses. Largely, although I, th- I thought it was good, and I think it's good because. There are young people that don't really recognize the context of how cursed that city is. 
And I cross-referenced that with a video that I was just watching. It was me interviewing Chris Russo, Mad Dog, back in 19... 19- <laughs> 1997 in high school. By now, everybody has probably seen me with Francesa back in 97. So I was going back over some of the footage that I have to kind of uh, uh, transfer and dump into my computer or whatnot, and I was watching my interview with Mad Dog, which I guess I'll put on uh, YouTube as well. And in it, I asked him if if he thought New York was the best sports town in America. And he said no. Now, this is interesting because he's a native New Yorker. Right. Now, if you follow him, he... Never roots for New York teams. That's true. Always roots against them. That's actually and he true. He kind of loves playing the New York villain in a way while being in New York. That's a good point. But, yeah, it's a good point. So he, he brought up Chicago because he said, you know, in Chicago, uh, the Cubs or the Blackhawks or the Bulls or the Bears will sell out no matter what. And here in New York, that's not necessarily true. If a team is bad, they they won't sell out, which is fair. Fair. Um. But he, but he did say, but the thing is here, we have the most teams out of any uh, any city, and we have at least two, if not three, uh, teams in each sport. So I was thinking about this. Like, here in New York, I don't think we've had a remarkable run of dominance like, say, Boston. But Ugh. there's enough championships in New York where you could never call it cursed. Right, of course. It's, you know, they usually get a parade every five years or so for one sport or another. But let's say... So my exercise was, let's pick, like Cleveland, the three least successful franchises here in New York. And let's see if that compares to Cleveland's despair. What would be, out of the nine professional teams here, the least successful over the last 50 years? The Jets. We're going back to 1964 for the the last championship in, in Cleveland, which was the Browns. Would it be the Jets that won in 69? Probably. Yeah, pro- they they had one Super Bowl. Honestly. Haven't been to another. See, the Islanders won four cups. The Devils won a bunch of cups. Probably the Rangers with the one cup in 94. Yeah. I guess you'd put the Nets in there, too. Yeah, Yoshi. I like the Nets, but you're right. You almost <laughs> you put them in the back burner. Yeah. So the Nets have never won an NBA championship. In the 70s, though, they won two ABA championships. Right, and the one time they got good, though, with Jason Kidd, they ended up running into two buzzsaws in the Lakers and Spurs. Did get to two NBA finals in the last 10 years, or right. 15 years, which is something that, uh, that the Browns haven't gone to a Super Bowl, and Cleveland has gone to two World Series as uh, the Indians, but lost. So let's say... The the three least successful franchises around here, I think you're right. It's probably the Nets, the uh, Rangers, and the Jets. Right. The Knicks would be knocking on the door closely. Oh, yeah, boy. They had the one championship <laughs> in 70, is that it now? Uh, two of them now. So okay. 70 and 72. They did go to the two finals in the 90s and lost. Right. Uh, I mean, the Rangers went to a final recently. Knicks and Rangers are close. I'll give it to the Rangers because at least the Knicks won the two, and that's how the Rangers have only won the one. Yeah. But, boy, that's close. So, okay, that's interesting. So, Rangers, Knicks. The Rangers and Knicks. And Jets. You still got to put the Nets in there. Because they have it. Right. But they're so much more recent. But, okay. Yeah. I, the one thing I will say about the – and I'm a diehard Ranger fan, been documenting the show. The Rangers and the Knicks as a whole, I would say, might be the two most overrated franchises in American sports. Overrated. Overrated. As far as it's the world's most famous arena, that's what they call Madison Square Garden where they play. It's all the fans always think there's some kind of aura about playing for the Rangers and Knicks. And then when you really boil it down, neither of the franchises ever win anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my point is here in New York, even if you were a Rangers, Knicks, and 
uh, Jets fan Mm -hmm. or a Rangers, Nets, and Jets fan, you would still have a cup in the 90s. You would still have a Super Bowl in the late 60s. Uh, you would still have two uh, world championships if you're a Knicks fan in the, in the early 70s. I mean, there's still something there since Cleveland. Since right. Cleveland won anything. So I'm like, that that's pretty amazing. And even if you selected the least successful, it's better than Cleveland. Let's go into, say, Atlanta. Atlanta's a pretty uh, terrible sports luck town. You can't really include Buffalo because they've only got the two teams. Right. But Atlanta has had sometimes four, always three. Right. You always got to, when you're thinking about this, it's always got to be a minimum three-sport town. Correct. The Braves won in 95, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. The Probably Fal- should have won more. Bunch of chokes. Totally. The Falcons have never won one. The Hawks have never won one. So that's pretty, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, that and is, lost that is awful. Two hockey teams. <laughs> <laughs> when you're losing hockey teams, yeah, ba- basketball. I mean, the Hawks are always the team that that isn't good enough to get the number one pick, but will always knock on the door and make some playoff runs, but never do anything. The Falcons, man, they really thought they would do something here with Matt Ryan. Even when they had Mike Smith as their head coach, they went to the NFC Championship game. That's pretty bad. Yeah, the Atlanta's pretty bad. And especially when you consider they did win one World Series, but how many people thought they should have won a lot more than one World Series? Yeah, I mean, I think they won the division 13 straight years. Think about it. And then they went to the couple with the Yan- versus the Yankees. They couldn't get it done. They blew a 2-0 series lead in 96. Yeah. That's pretty bad. So, but then as bad as it is in Atlanta, it's still better than Cleveland because they have the one World Series of the 90s. If Cleveland can get it done here this year with LeBron. Does it wash away all the misery? I don't know since I'm not from Cleveland, but I would say that it's a huge step forward because at least then you can't say the entire town is cursed. Right, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I bet you a Cavs championship here for Cleveland and a Cleveland sports fan would be sweeter than me and how many championships I've seen in my lifetime of the Yankees combined. You know what I mean? Like whatever I've seen, five World Series with the Yankees, for me, as sweet as that was combined, I bet you the one Cavs championship would mean that much more to them than those combined for me. Imagine you were 50 years old and you never remember any team in your city ever winning a championship. Sad. That 50. is really sad. And you got to deal with midges all the time flying off that lake. A lot of midges. Seattle was in this conversation for a while, but the Seahawks, of course, just won a Super Bowl. But... The Mariners never won one. Seattle Sounders winning any MLS titles? I know they uh, got a good fan base. Very cloudy. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but uh, the Supersonics had won one of the 70s, right? So, And then they left. But you could even say, even before the Seahawks won a championship, at least the Sonics had won one in the 70s. There is nothing like Cleveland where there's three or more sports teams that have gone 50 years, 50 years without a championship, 52 now. That's a lot, a lot of heartbreak. A lot of losing. And now they got to deal with RG3 as their quarterback, too. Not great. No. Houston had been in that conversation, but um, with the Rockets' two world championships, I mean, they... They, they, they've they bought themselves 30 years now. Yeah, and now J.J. Watt has drawn more fans in the Minute Maid Park than the Astros are. <laughs> so that says a lot about them. That's right. So I, I'd be interested to get your take on Believe Land. I thought it was good. I thought it left a little bit of something. Maybe I'm a sucker for these 30 for 30s, but every time I watch one after the other, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. I, I very well, rarely all... walk away from a 30 for 30 going, ah, I was disappointed with that. They're all very good. Now, when you watch other sports documentaries... 
does it uh, does it leave you disappointed? Like, say, when you'll watch an HBO sports doc. It depends. A lot of the HBO ones I do love, but there are others where I'm just – I think I'm not interested in the content enough, the way HBO delivers it. A lot of, like, the old-school black-and-white stuff, you know, like, for instance, a guy I probably should be interested in, but I wasn't into the Marty Glickman documentary, okay? okay? And now, great, I understand. Mean sports media, I should have been interested in it. But I just – I wasn't, so it didn't do enough for me. I think ESPN's 30 for 30s, the way they tell them, even if I'm not interested – like, even that story Benji with the, the high school kid in Chicago gets shot, like – Normally, like, why would I care about, like, I, I wasn't really aware of that story or anything, but they sucked me in and I, and I got into it. Thirty Something about these 30 for 30s gets me into stuff that I normally wouldn't be interested in, even in the sports realm. It's an excellent franchise. I mean, they're all done with, uh, with great care. Uh, usually very smart people behind all of them. They tell good stories. And um, there's a lot of talented people that work on them. And, and they know the stories that will get, will get you a hook. I mean... It's a lot different than, say, some of the HBO documentaries where it's very flat about one person. Right. It's not really telling a story of a city or a moment or a uh, a certain team. And, and a lot of them are telling you things in those HBO documentaries. And I, it's not the crap because I think HBO does a good job. I love, like, hard knocks and stuff like that. But uh, even when it comes to, like, but name. That's NFL films. Right. That's true. Their name at documentary was HBO, though. I thought that was good. But, again, they're they're not really giving you anything that you don't already know. They're just kind of condensing the whole story and letting you watch it. A lot of the, like, yeah, we knew the Penny and Shaq, perfect example, the Penny and Shaq story. But, like, for instance, I didn't know that Shaq uh, fell in love with Penny on the set of Blue Chips. You know what I mean? Like, they, they give you, like, a lot of these little nuggets. I think the way 30 for 30 digs them up, it's just, it's different than the way other researchers do do their job on these documentaries. And 30 for 30, if you've noticed, is going after a very specific audience. They're going at sports fans, usually male sports fans, between the ages of like 20 or 25 to like 40. Right. You notice all so many of the stories they tell are from like 1992 to 1999. You're not getting a lot of black and whites. No, they haven't. I don't think they've done anything that's older than the late 70s. They don't Probably tell. Right. They don't tell stories from the 50s. They don't tell stories from the 30s. But I think that's cool. You know, I don't need another documentary on Joe DiMaggio's hit streak. You know what I mean? Right. Well, what I'm saying is that there is a story like Penny and Shaq that could be told about a team in 1959. Right. But they're not going there. What they're doing is the Fab Five, the U. Uh, Penny and Shaq, uh, Bo. El Duque and Levon Hernandez. It's all the same kind of time frame, which is right in our wheelhouse. It is. But I think they know who they're targeting. They're looking to hit the 25 to 40-year-old sports fan. And maybe that's why I'm talking about where they're getting me you know, into stuff I'm not normally interested in because at least I can you know, realize when it happened yeah. and the relevancy of it. I mean, it, what are some other ones? Uh, the... Four days in October, whatever it was, about the uh, the Red Sox. Yeah, the Steve 04. Bartman. Bartman. Uh, the Four Falls of Buffalo. Four Falls of Buffalo, right? Uh, the Islander owner from the 90s who right. was actually bankrupt when he bought the team. Uh, Spanos. Yeah, Clutch a- City, right? Or was that an NBA that TV That was NBA one? TV. So they're, um, they know their target demographic. Now, I do think the 90s were a very particularly rich time of sports history and of these interesting stories. But they also, like when I saw, what was the one about Ernie Grunfeld and was it Bernard King? Ernie and Bernie? Bernie and Ernie? But I actually didn't see that one. Of course you wouldn't watch that one, right? Because that's from the 70s, <laughs> right. Know, that was Tennessee Vols basketball of the 70s. 
I said, this is really going out on a limb. They do not normally tell this story. And boom, I didn't see that one. Uh, how about the uh, the 94 World Cup, Pablo Escobar? Yeah, and... The two Escobars. The two Escobars, which I like. And speaking of the 94 World Cup, the the day the OJ chase, all that sports stuff right. that happened in 94, that June, whatever, 1994. Yeah. That was a good one. But again, everybody remembers that day and the, who was in that demographic, and that, that cues you in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you see what I'm saying? You're on to something here. I'm honest. And of course, tying it all back together, we're pumping the mic in the Mad Dog one that will come out next year. Which is going to be awesome. And what? you might make a cameo here. I might. You're really rooting for We all are rooting for Oh, my God. Could you imagine? So to give the background, um, 30 for 30 is going to do a documentary on Mike and the Mad Dog. And, uh, and of course, as I was just talking about, I interviewed Mike and the Mad Dog back in high school in 97, both of them separately, and Steve Summers, our friend who's <laughs> here. And I put uh, some of the video on YouTube, and apparently it got enough traction within whatever community where one of the producers reached out to me and was like, hey, is that your video? I was like, yeah, this is my video from high school. They're like, wow, is it okay if we uh, possibly used it for the 30 for 30? I was like, absolutely, my goodness. They go, okay, just hold on to that, and uh, if we need it, we'll let you know. So um, they've actually emailed me again about the 30 for 30 and said it's definitely happening. They haven't definitely said they're going to use my footage or whatnot. It's not in their hands yet. But could you imagine if there's a 30 for 30 and me – from 97, high school, like, VHS is used. Would that be the coolest moment of your career? I think it would have to be. I, I can't cool. think. I can't think of anything that would... Um, and, and, by the way, you're in my face at the gym on, uh, you know, NFL Network's top tens every day. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. But, but to, the 30 for 30 with Mike and the Mad Dog... I mean, how do you top it? And here's what's amazing is that I look so ridiculous. You big shirt. So ridiculous. I mean, the, my button-down shirt is so oversized. I would, <laughs> my, The shirts that I was bought, I, I guess they, my dad bought them for me. He bought them for him. They right. Bought me, he he bought didn't know sizes. 17 years old, he bought me as though I, it was him that was wearing it. So it's also the mid-'90s, so it's not the best fashion, but it's like button-down, button all the way to the top oversized khakis as well. I had no good dress dress clothes. My hair is like some type of bouffant. It's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. A total disaster. I mean, everything about it is totally embarrassing. So if this does make the 30 for 30, it would be, of course, my luck that one of the coolest things that could have ever happened to my career would be at my single most embarrassing moment. But I think that will really tie in. I think if that makes the 30 for 30 and that's getting the rounds, I think your Twitter profile picture would have to be the picture of you still <laughs> shotted in the oversized clothes. Really letting everybody know who you are. Yeah, I, w- I would I would say. Uh, yeah, that would be in there. That would be the, one of the coolest things. I, filling in for the Rome show is also a bucket list thing. That's true. And when you hear the uh, Welcome to the Jungle and then it says, you know, guest host, Damon Amendolari, you're like, wow. That kind of doesn't register because I – Obviously, listen to Rome forever. Right, that's true. I yeah, I don't think of those things. I think I think anything that happens on CBS Sports Radio, sadly, I don't even think because we're just so used to being around it. <laughs> sadly, it's not all that exciting to you anymore. <laughs> right, and I and I hate that I feel that way. But I guess you're right. You forget about stuff like that. You know, you almost forget that Jim Rome's on this network. Like and like that's part of us. You know. So that I wanted to use this to then fold in perfectly to our next uh, topic, which is that Francesca just had Bill Simmons on mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, and I haven't gotten to listen to a lot of it. It's what I listened to I actually really liked, and it's gotten really good reviews. A bunch of my friends listened, and they thought it was really good. 
Yeah, because when you get Mike with a guy like Bill, Bill, without Mike realizing, kind of could pull back the layers of Mike, and you get Frances at his best. Frances at his best isn't breaking down a 2-2 curveball. It's telling, like, real-life stories and mm, stuff like that. Right. And where it was almost like, yeah, Simmons is on with Mike, so Mike's going to almost interview Simmons for five and a half hours. It was the other way around, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. That's good radio for me. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, and again, I didn't get to hear a lot of it, but, but uh, Bill is properly respectful of the space and of Mike, and Mike is respectful of what Bill has accomplished. And right. so that mutual respect brings out good stuff from both of them. 100%. So you actually got to to chat a little bit with with Bill, and we were joking about this last night, how, yeah. how sweaty your palms were. Um, yes. and I, and I, was thinking, I felt very awkward, but I was relieved that he was a nice guy. I was thinking about this today. I'd actually met uh, Bill Simmons before. When I worked up in Boston, um, he was at the throats of WEEI. He was an ESPN property. They were an ESPN affiliate. But they would rip him, and he hated them because they were super negative about Boston sports in general. Um, so it was a really flawed relationship. And I wanted him to come on my show in Boston, but there was like the ESPN thing. You Embargo, they can't come on the CBS yeah. shows. So I had reached out to him, and he's like, look, I would love to, but I just can't because of the ESPN thing. I bought his book of basketball. And he had a book signing in Cambridge. So I went to go uh, just say hello and get the book signed or whatever. And he wrote something hysterical, which I'm going to have to uh, tweet a picture out someday, where it was like, uh, to Damon, good luck, down with WEEI, <laughs> something like that. So uh, I introduced myself again there. And so um, I think I had emailed him one time after that or whatever. So we have a little bit of a relationship, but not much. But when he was here the other day, yesterday, I said hello, and uh, he seemed like he connected the dots and whatnot, and that was cool. And I was thinking about how Bill Simmons is probably the biggest, most famous sports media member there is in our industry, right? Could there is Marv bigger? Is Al Michaels bigger? Is Collinsworth bigger? Man, I hate to say it. I think Skip Bayless might be a little bigger. No, 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 no. I don't know, man. No, no. Skip's not bigger than Bill Simmons. He might be at this point. And I love, I actually like Bill. I think because we hate Skip, we don't realize how big he is in this country. Okay, so it folds into the next question. Are we okay on time here? We're we're okay on time. If we have to slice something about, you know, partying or something, we'll get it out of here. Who would you be most nervous about meeting as a sports media member? Okay. Was it Bill or would it be Skip Bayless? No, you know what? It would still be Bill, and I'll tell you why. I respect Bill, and I don't respect Skip. Yeah, right? I think that's that's why. That's a big part of it. I really do. I think you're more nervous if you respect somebody. Because the only other sports media person I've ever seen you nervous around is Aaron Andrews. Yes. I was extreme. I Yeah. I'm starting to get nervous now (laughs) even thinking about meeting her. Because you just don't – those are kind of people like, you, you know, you think you have a read, but you're afraid you're just going to get, like, shot down. You don't want everything you think of that person yeah. to be, you know, ruined. But then they end up being nice anyway. Like, I don't think highly enough of Skip where if he was a jerk back to me – It would matter. It wouldn't matter because I thought you were a jerk anyway. Stephen A., probably same thing. Exactly. Bill, I, I get this aura that he's a nice guy. He gets entertainment and sports. And that if he was a jerk back to me, I would kind of be shattered by that. Yeah. You know? So who are you more nervous, Bill or EA? It was still EA. Yeah. I think the fact that she was a very good-looking woman also yeah, didn't help. Nurse. It was still her. Um, 
but yeah, Bill, I was pretty nervous about yesterday. It took me. I mean, you were technically took me like three and a half hours before I could find. And I was watching him. The first time he came out, I choked, and then I had to wait for the second time he came out. <laughs> when he went to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Then I finally, you know, I waited for him to go. Hey, you know, I gave him the whole introduction. He was very nice. So I was relieved by that. Nice. And it was good to go. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think. Who are the kingpins of sports media? I mean, Aaron Andrews is in there, and I think because she has crossed over into regular Joe culture. Buck. Nance? Yeah. Those I mean, guys? Buck is in that conversation. Buck is in that conversation. But I don't know if I would be – would you be nervous to meet Buck? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I really don't think so. Vince Scully? You know, I passed Vince Scully in a press box, and he is so much shorter than you ever would think. He can't be more than five, 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 six. Doesn't shock me. Born a very long time ago. That's right. Height was different back then. Yeah, really. And you do shrink as you get older. Um, and he is nerve wracking simply because you're in the element of greatness. Yes. So that's just very, you know, intimidating. But um, you know that he's going to be a super nice guy. I didn't talk to him. Costas. I've met Costas before. Wasn't really nervous to meet him, but I think he's in that realm. Costas yeah. is a Long Island guy. That's how I met him. Actually, visited my college. Really? Yeah. He's from Comac, Long Island. They actually didn't visit my old oh, Westbury, visited my community college, Suffolk Community College. <laughs> Bob Costas was there. Wow. I kid, it was a two person panel for media. It was Bob Costas, and this person has passed, and it's slipping my mind. He used to be the guy on 60 Minutes, I believe, with the eyebrows. Oh, I should know his name. Talked to him. It was very nice, and he passed away like two years after. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. Okay. But yeah, it was him and Bob Costas, and. Right. Uh, Costa shook hands. I think I was autograph signed for everybody, and that was when I was I was nobody writing for the Suffolk Community College Clipper. Very nice. Yes, Bob is such a nice guy. Yeah, extremely nice. Such couldn't a be, nice guy. Couldn't be nicer. So, but I wasn't nervous at the time. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe guess, that's, maybe it's because I was focused on lunch. Maybe, and also when they come to speak to your class, maybe it feels a little bit different because you know that they're supposed to be available. Right. They get the bit. They're supposed to be talking to you as kids. Here's a little different. If I meet somebody here, it's you know, if they're not exactly part of our show, you don't really know, like, okay, they're there for that act, but maybe they don't want it to be bothered with anybody yeah. else. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good stuff. I wanted to uh, to to pick apart uh, how intimidating it is to see Bill Simmons. I, I don't know. I, I think he might be the biggest in our industry. Well, we can leave it up to our listeners who listen to Permission Granted Podcast. Tweet at us who you'd be most nervous to meet. Uh, that's well done there, Mraz. Side B is coming up right now. All right, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast, a romper room edition of Side B. As I am your executive producer of the DA show, the great Sean Mraz, joined by two esteemed colleagues of the DA show here, Jolt and Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? I am doing great, Mraz. How are you? I am feeling all right. And Jay Berman is in the house as well. Jay, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Uh, we... <laughs> we are uh, we are happy to have you. Um, well, let's get uh, right into it. We had the birthday for myself. I took a little saying from uh, DA there. My own birthday party this weekend that I was ridiculed by Jay Berman last Kill week. Kill me. Jeez. Well, I threw my own birthday party that you said was lame. That's pretty embarrassing, first the, of all. Yeah, the party wasn't lame. The fact that you threw it yourself and, like, named it like DA does. I mean, you guys got to get lost on that. Oh, it's fun. It's all in good fun. But but we had a good time. Jolt and Joe obviously had to miss out because of work. Berman, uh, we have some tales to tell. Did anything good happen up your end? Well, when we walked into the bar, you had made it ahead of us. We walked into the bar. You were sipping a some sort of fruity drink out of a straw. It was a then, margarita. Okay, then claimed... 
that you had already had seven Coronas, but I later heard that it's from you that you weren't that drunk. So. I wasn't it from seven Coronas. No, that wouldn't have put me down. Come on, for a while. bro. What do you mean? That stinks then that it takes you a dozen beers to get drunk. Now listen, are you um, an alcoholic? Uh, Dude, seven beers. There's no way you weren't drunk. First of all, I'm not obviously I'm not an alcoholic. I like to have a good time on the weekend seven, when a good seven beers and a margarita. And you were fine. Well, it was after the margarita thing started to spin out of control. He caught me on my first sip of the margarita. Oh, okay. okay all right. And I ate the- a lot. I had a big hibachi meal before I went. I was at a communion and I had uh true story, I went to hibachi, I ordered lobster tail and chicken as the combo at this communion. But the guy made a mistake of putting steak on my plate because I was, like, ahead of the guy who ordered the steak. So I told him I didn't order the steak, but he wasn't going to take it off my plate. So I got steak, chicken, and lobster tail. Happy damn birthday. <laughs> right. With my rice. So, therefore, I had a good base in me. So that's why the seven beers did nothing for me. All right. Well, I mean, who buries hibachi before they go out for a night of drinking? Well, it was just I had a communion. It was good about What are you going to say no to hibachi? Hibachi's delicious. Joe, yeah. you like hibachi? I'm a big hibachi guy. Yeah, so am I, but I'm not doing the hibachi and the drinking. I'm doing one or the other. Can't, they sh- can't I'm not do both. skipping a family communion. I'm trying to be a good human being. Nobody in your family likes you. It was Danielle's family. I'm trying to be... Here's the guy who won't go to a family party during football season. Right! To watch the Giants, but he's trying to be a good family guy here. That's it, because I can't miss the family hits after football season, because come time, you know, Sundays, Sunday dinners or whatever during football season... I ain't going. I'm watching games. Let's be honest. The only reason you made this is because it was hibachi. I didn't know it was hibachi until I woke up that That's day. That's a flat-out lie. I thought I was going into like a rigatoni alavaca situation. Which you would have been okay with as well. Of course, but hibachi was something different. Did you stink? That's the one thing I don't like about those places. You walk out smelling like fried cooked food. I What, you roll around it? Why would you smell it's like it? It's being cooked right in front of you. I know. Dude. You don't smell like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, you don't. Did I smell? Did I smell? No, actually, you didn't. I smelled fine. Thank you. Now, getting Did back Berman to... Did sniff you? He was close enough? I gave him a bear hug when I walked in, and I said to him, I don't like the chips. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do like the chips. I do like the chips. Okay, well, anyway, getting back to... Yeah, this... let's not get on a Chipotle tangent here. No, but, Jay, we got to get back to you at my birthday, because uh, you, Kenny Brock, James Ward, uh, you guys were all there as well, some guys from WFAN. Scott Miller. Yeah, Scott Miller, who uh, apparently uh, was talking to a lot of people for a long time. No joke about the Dewey Decimal System for about 20 minutes and couldn't believe all the young guys there didn't know what the Dewey Decimal System is, and all I wanted to do was cut my throat. (laughs) Okay. Well, if anybody's had a party where there's somebody there who's a nice guy, but it's one of those guys you don't want to end up in a conversation, and I never knew Scott Miller was this guy because I'm a big Scott Miller fan. And I'll say this, Scott Miller didn't RSVP and tell me he was coming. He just walked through the door, and I thought he was there on accident. So I was happy he did show. But apparently that was the guy nobody wanted to get stuck having a conversation with. But you're avoiding the real issue here, Jay. My, which, e- my exit? Your exit. J- I got a goodbye from everybody that came to the party except for Jay. Jay you told don't me, understand. Jay told me, I'm going to get a Joe. Listen, this, I'm going to get a slice of pizza with Paul across the street. I'll be right back. Next time I saw Jay was Monday at work. Ooh, <laughs> Irish exit. Why? Why? I want to know why you left without saying goodbye well, to me. Let me just say this. And it's don't not... say that I was drunk and that's why. First of all, I was drunk, but I wasn't sloppy. Um, I had planned on, and there's an irony here too, I had planned on going back, but what, the pizza took forever, and we had uh, figured out the train schedule, which turned out to be wrong. That's the ironic part, because then we ended up waiting for like 45 minutes outside in the freezing cold. Um, on the platform waiting for the train. I had read it wrong, so there was not time to go find you in that other bar, which it turns out actually... It was right there, underneath the train station. And there was time. I just, I had misread the schedule, so... 
I honestly, like... So it wasn't planned? You just blew me plan- off on accident? No. A hundred percent, I did not plan on blowing you off. I will say this. I had the ball and chain that night. Right. You all, well, let's get... She can't drink. Your your wife, who, who you know, is she's not drinking right now for other reasons, whatever, but... No, she's she, not pregnant. She no. She was sick for a while. She was sick for a while. Right. Right. I should have phrased that better. She didn't didn't really want you partying with me to begin with. No, in fact, she thinks I'm a bad influence. No, I think she thinks I'm a bad influence on me, um, which is probably true. We actually you are scum. Earlier in the week, I had come to the conclusion that I actually wasn't going to go because there's no way that I could be trusted by her or by me. Um, but we decided that if I took it easy, which turned out to be really frustrating, really frustrating, right? Um, and especially when you're sober, like she was. And you got to talk to her the whole time. You can't leave her. You by should have just stuck Scott Miller on her. I was smoking cigarettes, which she hates. Yeah, why smoke? Oh, it's disgusting. And he tries to bring my wife into it and give her cigarettes. She had no problems accepting. Yeah, it's only when she's with you and Kenny. Yeah. Enough feeding her the freaking camels. You guys are scum. Yeah, probably. It's a very bad move by you guys. Probably. Because anyway. she, you know, she gives into the peer pressure there. Yeah. You're yeah. a bad, you are a bad influence. 100%. That's why I couldn't be trusted. Let me just tell you, if Paula wasn't there, oh my God, I'd probably still have diarrhea. Palms away. <laughs> For real, bro. I was, I, was th- I was thankful on Sunday because I did not feel bad. A little, a little bit of a headache. But I know that if I let loose, which I wanted to do halfway through, I was like, get her out of here. Get her away from me. Yeah, I was a loose cannon, though. I had a lot of tequila shots. Yeah, I was I was in bad you shape knew it later was on. Going to turn to the hard lick, like you can't. I didn't think I that wasn't my plan. I figured I'm going to go out and going to have a bunch of Coronas and beers and just laugh and have a good time. Next thing you know, people are buying shots, and I don't even pre- prefer tequila. Like I'll have a margarita, but shots of tequila are not for me. I feel like I'm drinking the stuff that I rub on a cut to make sure I don't get infected. Yeah, shots of te- tequila is disgusting. It smells and tastes like gasoline. Oh, so I did a lot of that, and I was I was brutal. I had to wake up on four and a half five hours sleep. To go play flag football the next morning. Did you actually play? I was on the field. <laughs> Did I play well? No. The first snap, this defensive lineman, who I'm pretty sure was on steroids, put two arms in my chest and knocked me flat on my ass to the ground. I'm pretty. And I literally started gurgling. I'm pretty sure that happens every week on that football field. All right. Speaking of bad shape, Joe, you got a little dilemma on your hands. We're bringing you in here. It's time for a little intervention. Okay. Why are you blowing off this girl that's texting you all the time here? Oh, God, here we go. She's busty, too. There's a girl <laughs> who, Joe, show me a picture. Very nice-looking girl. She wants to take things to another level with Joe. And Joe is ignoring her. Now she's asking why you're ignoring me. And Joe has said, I don't have feelings for Not her. only that, Joe. By the way, by mentioning this, Joe will now will not be tweeting at the Permission Grand 100%. Podcast. 100% this will not be on any of why, my she socials. listens to everything you tweet? I'm not sure, but I think if, like, the description says Joe blows off a girl, that she may have an idea that, you know. How many Twitter followers We're gonna hide does she it. have? We're going to hide. I don't the think des- she's on Twitter. We'll hide the description when Mraz's birthday recaps. Perfect. Perfect. Of course okay? we will. We no. were going to anyways, big guy. Probably. We spoke on that first. But, Joe, explain. What's going on here with this chick? I just want nothing to do with her. I'm not into her. She's not as bad looking as you made her out to be. Yeah, I kind of over... really can't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of over-exaggerated. But I'm really not into her. And Why? She, and she texted me yesterday. Because, you know, she told me, you know, why aren't, you, why, uh, why aren't we hanging out, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm just not into you. So she texted. She didn't answer that text. She texted me last well, what night. What do you expect? She's heartbroken. I didn't think uh, she liked me like that. A little, Come on. A little gnome-looking fellow like you saying she's not into you? Gnome. Shut up. 
Anyway. He looks like a Monchichi. Whatever. He's got only, a freckle Only when nose. I don't get a haircut. All right. Go on. Anyway, so now she's, like, drilling me, like, what did I do? Did I, you know, what don't you like? Blah, blah, blah. And I've just had to answer question after question after question. And now I don't even, I like, I dislike her even more because now she's just getting annoying. I may block her number. But she obviously likes you, Joe. And How like, much what you, you want to so- bet you don't block the number? You I won't. Because you, you got, I won't block yeah. the There'll number. There'll be a 4 a.m. <laughs> coming up. Right. And she's very um, friendly. Very friendly, right. extremely friendly. So there's no way you're going to flush that down. No, it'll it. probably be like, all right, I'm wasted. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I'll probably call her and whatever. But are you afraid of commitment with a girl? I just don't want a relationship. Ever? Not ever, but I don't want to waste my time in like, I don't see this going anywhere, so why should I waste my time? What if she time? ends up being the girl of your dreams? You're she's, not giving her enough chances. You're not giving not her enough Olive Garden. Not my, first of all, she's twice your size. Yeah, that's the problem. Me being so small, I got to find well, this short girl. No, you're going to find any girl's going to be twice your size. Not you're the really. size of a freaking big toe. There's some shorties. Anyway. Some shorties. There's I some shorties. All right, relax. Berman, and, do you think he's got a problem? I don't have a problem. I just, I'm very picky when it comes to females. If I'm going to get into a relationship... What are you talking and he- about? You're with a different girl every other weekend. Yeah, but that's just to mess around with. So what does this mean? So you're just picky when it comes to females? When was your last relationship? Like a year and a half ago. For how long? A week? Two years. Oh, you had a girlfriend for two years. And the one before that was like three and a half, four years. You're, you're a disgrace of a human and you're married, so I have plenty of faith in myself. I think you're more disgraceful than me and you don't realize. Berman's married. He's a disgrace. Hard to argue. So doesn't that show that you're a bigger disgrace? I'm not a bigger disgrace. You're a slob. You're constantly passing gas. You're fat. You're obnoxious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's plenty of things. I'm not fat, Someone number one. Went bombs I used away. to be fat. I'm not fat anymore. No, you're still overweight. Okay, I'm slightly. No, you are. <laughs> slightly? You are overweight. You've Yes, you've lost weight, but you're still overweight. By the way, you did bury a quesadilla right in the middle of the night the other night. That was, was dinner. Hibachi was lunch. By the way. Hibachi to, was at like 5 p.m. Who no, it was at 2.30. Who eats dinner at 2.30? It's unbecoming. Did, what did you think of the before and after quesadilla pick from that night? I thought it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. How did I end up with guac on my face? I don't know, but I missed that, and uh, a follower of our, or both of ours tweeted that out, and I was laughing. And you may not know this. I don't know if he told you, but that that Friday for his birthday, I brought in the Entenmann's. I was here for that. You were here for that. He, he claims they're still around in the fridge at home, they're which on. I don't believe for no, a second. Are. He told me yesterday. I've got to tell you, right after I got home, I buried a couple of those Entenmann's. Oh, really? <laughs> I did. I buried yeah, big the big guy. First of all, they're minis. That's number one. Did yeah. they have the snap? Because they got to be in the fridge to get the yeah. snap. Even though we found out Waller doesn't like them in the fridge. Who cares? You know? But yeah, they had the snap. I buried them before bed. Yeah, but I still have plenty in my fridge. I'm just showing you. I'm not feel even... real special when you woke up. I had to get a little base coating. A little base coating never hurt anybody. Yeah, some sort of like bread. I mean, not a donut. Pretzels. Donuts are breads, you doofuses. Yeah, but it's I, dough. I don't know. That's just gonna. That's just gonna bring on his squirts. You know. Yeah, that chocolate. All right. Well, Jay's joined us, and we've had now two diarrhea mentions. Yeah, well, you did mention that the girls sit on his face, which I think is more out of bounds than having diarrhea. No? I was just quoting him. Oh. I may have said that a few times. A couple That's not times. a misquote. All right. Well, boys, I thank you very much. We've run out of time. As no, I have to we go have to... not run out of time. <laughs> yes, we have. Let me just real quick, real <laughs> okay. quick. Because you did call it the birth DA. And I That's think what we... DA calls his birthday. Yeah, thank you. What is it be with you and him that you are both God's gift to the universe that you must, one, Whoa. plan your own birthdays, and two, name your birthdays? 
That is as pathetic as it gets. First of all, I want to be around friends and family on my birthday. So what? If I don't have anybody else to plan it for me, I'm going to plan it myself. Clearly your wife doesn't love you enough. You watch your mouth, okay, Mr. (laughs) Commitment Issues? I mean, maybe she would have planned it then. It's called Tinder. Number two, I don't even know what your other question was. What, what, we're not God's gift. We just like having a good time. You plan your own birthdays and you name your birthdays. I really was just piggybacking off him. He has DAs as initials. It goes with a lot of things. You know, the, the DAZ boy, his couch. The Are birth you serious? I never heard that one. That's yeah. terrible. I get it. It's a play on words. What's wrong with it? I know what a play on words is. And your last name is Moraz, so why is it? No, it's the, actually Morash. Morash. So, it's Moraz is a nickname. It's a so radio you, name. Whatever. So what's your play on words with that? How does that involve DA and the birthday? I was just referencing birth DA because he calls it a birthday. That's DA. actually a Brock thing, is it not? What? Brock coined Mraz, did he not? No, he did not. A caller from Salt Lake City couldn't say my last name, and he said Mraz, and it became a joke that stuck, and Brock kept saying it, and DA kept saying it, and I got stuck with it. So here I am. Do you not care for it? I it's would... your Twitter handle, so you kind of like it. It's not that I... I've accepted it. I prefer people calling me by my regular name, if we're going to let it all out there. I do. However... Chris Carlin. However, Mraz is a quick ring to it and is easy for people to identify with. And if that helps my career along, I get it. Your career is in the toilet, bro. It probably is much like what you've mentioned twice before in the show. That Diarrhea. falls out of your buttocks. I'm out. All right. Well, your number, if you ever call the DA show, is 855-2124. Have fun CBS. editing this, by the way. No, I won't be editing because we're on Play.it. Uh, we have our own feed there. Joe, thanks for uh, joining us, man. Your twi- nope, no problem. Anytime. Your Twitter handle is? Joe D. CBS. And Jay Berman, your Twitter handle is? J-A-Y-B-E-R-M-A-N. Let's get him up to 2,000 followers, folks. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Mr. Twitter over here. You can follow me on Twitter at Mraz CBS. It's M-R-A-Z CBS. Same on the Insta, too. Thank you, everybody. Have a great social media. Have a great weekend.